Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Are you one of those many parents who is experiencing the silent treatment from your son or maybe those one-word answers and you just know there's something more going on? Our guest today had just those feelings. Stay tuned to find out what she did about it. But first, this message from our friend Amy Lang of birdsandbeesandkids.com. Dear listeners, Jen and I want to share with you a resource that will help you have all the sex talks, all the healthy relationship talks. And that comes from Amy Lang of Birds and Bees and Kids. And what better way than to let her tell you about it? So I have a solution to your sex talks questions. It's called the Birds and Bees Solution Center. And if you're thinking, yikes, I don't know how to do this. I'm behind. The thought of this makes me want to run for the hills. I've got your back. You'll become confident and comfortable quickly. You're going to know what's coming next so you can prepare and be comfortable talking with your boys. You'll stop feeling clueless and awkward and embarrassed when you are thinking about having the talks or actually having the talks. And you'll also become your boy's go-to person when it comes to this topic. They really need you, especially these days. It's available 24-7, so if you're having a sex talk emergency which is a real thing, or you just want to plan ahead and get ready for the conversations, this is the place to go. And here's what's in it. So first of all, it's a really easy to use resource. It's standalone. It's there all the time. You'll get uh, a couple of the most, I think, important things are there is a video that is about what they need to know at each age and stage. So you can see like where you need to go and maybe where you need to get caught up. And also it prevents you from giving them too much information. There's a video called Poison Porn, Your Kids in Porn. Your boys will be exposed to pornography, and this will help you navigate that with them and also get some information for yourself so you feel more comfortable and confident. And then the last thing that I really love is that I have curated age-by-age kids-safe videos and books. So these are videos you can watch with your kiddos, books you can read with them. So you don't have to worry, like, is this okay for my kid at this age? I've already done that work for you. You need help. It's all here. And your kids depend on you for everything, including this. And because I am a super fan of On Boys, I actually have a special deal for you all. So if you use the discount code On Boys, you'll get 15% off the one time payment. It's a one time payment of $69. Go to birdsandbeescourse.com. And now, On Boys. Are you one of those parents who are experiencing the silent treatment from your son? Have you found yourself wishing that he would just open up and tell you how he feels? 
have you found yourself wondering why is it so hard for him to share his feelings? Well, you aren't alone in any of those feelings. In fact, there might be times when you feel downright helpless and hopeless in sorting out how he's feeling. And you know, he may be feeling just as lost because after all, how do you help a boy who won't even tell you what's wrong? In fact, our guest today asked herself many of those same questions and ended up founding a company called UROC, which developed an app called Kbro that answers her question, where is the safe place for a boy to share his feelings when he's pulling away from both parents. Welcome, Patrina Mack. She's a mom and the founder of You Rock. Hi, Patrina. Hi, and thanks for having me on today. Excited to be here. This whole idea of our boys' emotions, paying attention to them, what's he going on? This has been such a huge topic of conversation. It's been a concern for parents forever intensified, I tend to think, during the pandemic when everybody is more in their houses, more online, more in their rooms. And as Janet said, so often we feel helpless. We don't know what to do. I'm assuming that you felt a lot of that as a parent. Um, How did that develop into this app? Kind of the backstory to all of this is that my son was diagnosed with a mild learning difference And as a result of that, there were challenges for him in the school setting. And subsequently, that started to um, eat away at his self-esteem. And then that devolved further and became anxiety. And at its very worst, it actually became depression. And uh, in the midst of all of this, my uh, husband and I went through a very challenging divorce. And my son was an only child. And so I worried for him, you know, where is his safe place to deal with all these, you know, difficult things going on in his life. And even though we engaged with um, therapists where it was a pre-COVID was face-to-face treatments, um, you know, kids tend to not feel that safe in that environment (laughs) as much as we would like them to get um, care and improvement as a result of dealing with a therapist. That's not always uh, an effective way to do it. And so all of these challenges in my life, my lived experience inspired me to gamify the things that did work in our family uh, into the app Cabro that is both an engaging platformer game as well as a safe place to share your feelings with a machine, which makes it all the more safer to share and then also get the benefit of anonymous peer support if they choose. You know, as a fellow mom of boys who also went through a challenging divorce when my kids were at a tough age anyway, I mean, my oldest was 11, like name a harder time. Okay. 15, but you know, (laughs) challenging time. Right. And so, you know, they're going through stuff, you know, that they aren't talking to you about all of it. Uh, We too, we did the, like, try a therapist thing. And my oldest, uh, he's really great at sitting there and engaging in conversation about nothing. And they <laughs> they did the relationship building. Yeah, I'll talk to you about fishing all you want, man. But when it got to anything about feelings, he just didn't talk. And after a while, you say, like, it's not worth my time or my money mm-hmm. to do that. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, your story is so common. Janet, you hear this from parents all the time. There is so much frustration because you know that your boy is feeling something and, you know, it's just like knocking on a wall and the more you knock, the the stronger the wall gets and, and you feel so helpless in getting him to open up when you know that's the healthy thing for him to do. And yet he shuts down even more. And, you know, the last person he really wants to talk to is his parents. If something's going on, unfortunately, gamifying thing is brilliant to me because as you all know, listeners, what do our tween and tween boys like to do? They like to play video games and be on their devices. And like Patrina, that is the the brilliant thing to me, you managed to take the space where they are already comfortable. And like you met them there. We say that all the time, meet people where they are, but you did that. Talk about what the, what the app is like and how it can provide emotional support and development for boys in this space where they're comfortable. Interestingly, um, there've been a lot of apps that have emerged and they've been sort of a single feature type app. And we took the approach that um, we wanted to have multiple features to support their building their emotional resiliency and processing big emotions. But as you point out with the gamification um, and and the amount of time that boys in particular, but all all adolescents will spend gaming, we wanted to have a, a fun component to it. So we have uh, several features that I'll I'll, I'll describe to you briefly. Um, The first, and that's kind of the hook, is the Am I OK game. And that's a platformer game. But before they can get started playing the platformer game, which is actually a pretty challenging little uh, mobile game, um, the kids are asked to name their emotion by four categories of their life. Uh, social life, uh, school life, family life, and other stuff like extracurriculars. And one of my key findings as a parent was um, the challenge of knowing what was causing my son problems. And and we had a situation where the school was talking about concerns and calling a parent-teacher conference. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it was a sports-related matter that was actually really affecting my son, but it showed up in the classroom. So I wanted to be sure that we looked at, at what's working well in a kid's life and what's not working to help pinpoint more quickly what's going on. And so we score their positive and negative emotions that they can choose from before getting to play the game um, as a uh, contributing data point to our MIOK index score. And then we have other features where it's just You could call it journaling, but we make it more fun than kind of an assignment to journal. Because Good, because if you did it, nobody's (laughs) going to do it, Petrina. (laughs) Well, the sad part is um, so many uh, solutions out there are kind of like curriculum in a mobile phone. Yes. And, And that's not what resonates for adolescents. You know, they have school all day. They don't want to take another class. So we really tried to make it everything about that just more fun and easier to do. So we have a deal with it, which is a knowledge base that we've created. We've taken all the issues that kids have expressed um, in our, uh, when we were testing with users and, and developing the app, as well as what they've shared since we've launched the app. And we have um, answers to those questions like, you know, how do I 
how do I deal with girls or um, how do I deal with a mean teacher, things like that. And we validate that they're frustrated or experiencing pain and, and you know, our messaging, you know, reinforces, yeah, that, that doesn't feel good because I don't think anybody's getting enough of those kinds of messages. And then we um, kind of poke around in some cases to see, can you own part of this and, and um, very gently uh, support uh, personal responsibility if, if something they're doing is uh, playing a part. And then lastly, we have tips or tools or, or uh, resources for them to go further with um, to help work it out on their own as they're learning to, you know, learning to adult. Um, the mm. next feature is uh, speak up, which is an opportunity to practice self-advocacy. And you can within the app, just uh, send a message to the person. Um, and it's kind of a fill in the blank type form. So it's really easy, you know, choose the person you want to talk to and then, you know, the thing you want to say, but. Okay, wait, wait, help me understand that. So let's say that I am a 12 year old boy making this up as I go. I'm a 12 year old boy and there's been a situation with a friend and, you know, things are not good there. He did something that, you know, he's just joking, but it really kind of bothers me. I can communicate with that friend somehow through the app or what are you talking about? Well, there's um, a, a couple things you can do from within the speak up feature. You can share what you'd like to say to them um, with the uh, uh, anonymous uh, peer support called My Tribe, and they can vote on if your comment or the thing you want to say is helpful or hurtful. So you can so get feedback from other people, other people your age who can mm -hmm. tell you if that might be useful or not. And they've been stunningly wise, um, mm. I have to say. Um, it kind of uh, reinforces just how smart and already adult our teenagers are, even if we're forgetting to treat them that way as their parents. <laughs> um, and so they can get that kind of feedback so that they could um, be more comfortable saying to someone uh, directly in person yeah. Um, or also from within the app, they could text them. There's a, a so they could send ah. that message via text. I'm starting to think I need Cabro for grownups, Janet. <laughs> 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 well, and it feels a little bit like Mad Libs came to mind, you know, that, that there's the structure, the framework, and this gives the practice of how to have difficult conversations which you know is a lifelong skill and having the practice having the feedback before you actually have the conversation with that person oof yeah i think we need it for parent for adults jen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> few bosses I know of. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so we covered the speak up, the place where they can write out what they're feeling, what they'd like to say to the other person. We've covered the, help me out with the names. So, so we covered the MIOK game, which where you practice naming emotions and which research has proven helps calm down the amygdala uh, when you can actually articulate the feelings that you're having. And research uh, has shown too that 
boys in particular, at least up until this generation, have really struggled with that because we haven't put time, effort in, and attention into helping them identify and name emotions. I'm angry, I'm happy, sad. Yep. Maybe those three. Um, or, or the one they use the most is I'm fine, which isn't an emotion. It's just always a non-answer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when yeah. you were talking, I really liked that you talked about, you're looking at different um, aspects, categories of their life almost, because yeah, I can be great in one part of my life. You know, things might be really good between me and my husband right now, but there is some shit going on with work that, uh, Sometimes, you know, it spills over into these other places. As with your son, the issue was sports, but you were seeing it in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the next feature we've covered is deal with it, which um, pr- helps you build uh, your self-determination skills, which play a key role in sort of identity and self-esteem. And then self-advocacy with speak up. And then uh, the other feature where kids are sharing what they're um, going through is WhatsApp, where we have a, a, a short little form so kids can respond. I feel happy that, I feel thankful that, I feel proud that. And then they just fill in the blank. And interestingly, um, everybody said, well, I don't need to do that because I know all those things. And the fact is we do forget them, but uh, we put in an incentive that um, for each time that they answer one of those questions in WhatsApp, they score some acorns, which helps improve their overall score from playing the game. So we I don't have to need put that a little reward. <laughs> I don't need that. I know all those things is the most tween teen boy (laughs) comment in the world along with I'm fine I'm fine yeah Um, Yeah. Petrina why should we as parents trust our kids with this app Uh, and the you know um, the reason why I'm asking that is increasingly I think we adults are starting to realize that like the whole internet exists there's all these people trying to influence and reach our kids um is this good information? Well, <clears throat> there's two th- comments I'd like to make about that. And first is um, starting at 13, uh, children uh, of any gender um, have much more autonomy uh, in terms of their body and their mental health. And so they are speaking to people without parental permission, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then secondly, um, we we've designed in a number of uh, attributes, if you will, to the app that make it harder to become abusive on the site. Um, There's no ability to upload pictures. Um, We have um, automated the process of screening for certain words that immediately would take a response out of um, the queue of what people could see. Mm. And then we have people who are manually uh, reviewing what gets shared. But what we also did in the beginning and continue to do is we will sometimes go in and respond to some of the users, especially if they weren't getting uh, a response to a comment that they shared. And we set the tone. And that was one of the things Mm. I learned in researching uh, apps in general and and how to manage sort of the culture of something is, um, is if you set the tone correctly from the beginning, it tends to just continue on. And I think one of the analogies uh, in the, one of the articles I read on the subject was 
you behave much differently at a football game than you do in church. You kind of know the, the norms for whatever mm -hmm. space you're in, if you will. And uh, my tribe is a virtual space for you to be in. And, you know, there's an, we've normed thoughtful, caring responses and behavior. Mm -hmm. I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute, put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is, deal with it. Mm-hmm, deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, Increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com 
for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash on boys. Winona, menopause care made easy. That's kind of what Jen and I have done in our Facebook groups. I yeah, say. I was thinking Without exactly being conscious of that, but absolutely we've modeled that how the caring responses. I'm curious. So say there is a kid who is expressing mm, the desire to hurt himself and talking about suicide. What happens then if it's if it is really coming to this dire place? How do you monitor so a, and intervene? Sort of a long uh, answer and involves some future capabilities, but let mm-hmm. me address that. Um, there are alerts that are um, automated within the app that um, based on their MIOK score, um, we would say, you know, we're concerned. Um, we think you need to talk to someone you trust. Um, and in the case of the mention of suicidality, um, the alert is that we, we think you should reach out to some sort of crisis, uh, uh, national crisis service and, and get um, additional help because we're very concerned about you. Mm-hmm. Um, what we also see is um, when kids are sharing some of this in my tribe, um, they don't necessarily always share it in my tribe um, where people can respond, but the um, other users are encouraging them to do the exact same thing. Um, what we learned from, this was a, a bit of an epiphany for us, and that is we were preaching kind of be your best self, build your emotional resiliency, you know, do get along better in school, get along better with your parents, you know, how to make your life better. And those very aspirational messages were equally attractive to kids who were starting to be symptomatic when it came to mental health issues. And our users recognized that perhaps even before we did. And some of the feedback that we got through our pilot was that we need to have a higher level of care. And there's the two future components to that uh, key finding. And that is we are um, in the finishing uh, stages of uh, putting out a chat bot called the happiness coach. And uh, this allows for uh, a little bit more engagement to probe a little bit more with the user, gain more insights into what's um, driving their behavior or their concerns in their life. But specifically as it relates to suicide, it automatically invokes and encourages a user to reach out to uh, a crisis resource. It's also one of the reasons why we're very focused on partnering with um, insurance providers who might be looking at population health or trying to manage their rise in uh, healthcare costs for adolescents, including the really horrific rise in uh, suicidality and ER or uh, emergency room visits. Uh, Healthcare providers themselves, since pediatricians are becoming the go-to therapist uh, and usually being treated by medication alone, um, giving them another tool in their toolkit and also more information about their patient. And then also schools uh, who already in many cases have some sort of a wellness department and uh, resources available to students. And so we think it's really important for us to partner with these types of organizations and fit into the continuum of care to deal with exactly that issue. 
What mm -hmm. I will say though, is um, with our user base, uh, only 3% have mentioned suicidality or self-harm and the national average is 17%. So it's not actually something that comes up a lot mm -hmm. with the users in Cabro, but it's, it's enough, one is enough in my view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be concerned. Yeah, so that's very reassuring. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I've got a 12 year old boy and I'm the mom and I'm gonna say, hey, guess what? Here's a new app for you to have on your device. And they're gonna look at it and go, yeah, no. How do you, how do you uh, get boys encourage, <laughs> how do you get them interested? How do, how do you make this enticing for them to add to their repertoire of apps on their devices? Um, generally speaking, I don't think getting a referral from mom or dad is the winning approach to get a user on the app. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why I think partnering with some of these organizations who could potentially market in quotes <laughs> directly to the end user is that's the, an excellent point. You know, it, it comes, dif it, it would come differently from even your doctor or somebody at school than from your mom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, we want to be the resource they trust for everything. And, and here's the really sad part. Um, there's an awful lot of families that don't have trustworthy parents. Um, and so that's one of the things that uh, we can really help with is a safe place when the people who you should be able to rely on aren't trustworthy. Ooh, that is stark wow. truth right there. Yeah. What have you learned about um, tween, teen, boys through doing this? Society, parents, we all have these preconceived notions. I heard you use the phrase stunningly wise before. Um, well, I'm not sure what I've learned from Cabro versus what I've learned from watching my son grow up. And he is now eight, 18 and a half and taking a gap year. So we made it through, thank God. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm the only child of a widow, um, widowed mother <clears throat> and never grew up with boys in, you know, under the roof. So get, getting to be the, the mother of an only child who's a boy, was quite the experience. And, um, you know, in fact, some of the messages that there's, there's one uh, question I think I mentioned already is how do I deal with girls? And part of our response is, you know what? They're just like you. Um, you know, they have feelings, they care about being treated kindly and respectfully. Um, and, you know, you're really not as different as you think. And I think that but I'll tell you the, um, the, the epiphany that I had that's not Cabro related was at, at my son's lowest point, he actually, um, we did unschooling with him. He kind of dictated it, but it happened. And, um, and then he went on to graduate with a 4.0. So it all worked out. But Wait, um, I want to pause there just for one <laughs> minute, because this issue school, as you know, is huge with families and, and teenage boys. And anytime we hear a story of this boy was struggling and he's okay now. I think it is so important to highlight those stories. You know, your son was struggling. He had a lot going on in his personal life. He had the teenager shit. He had 
anxiety that spiraled into depression, stuff going on at school and to, a matter of survival to get everybody through that. You made a switch, you made a change. Um, we've, we won't go in depth into unschooling here, but we've talked about it before. It's a form of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And despite all those doubts and worries, I'm sure that you had, is he ever going to be okay? Oh my God, he's fine. Yes, he is. Yep. And he, he got accepted into numerous colleges and the one he actually went with involved a scholarship um, with a very high reputation for its business school uh, curriculum. I wish uh, our listeners could see your face glowing right now. We <laughs> yeah. all know that look when you see your friends talk about their son and, and it, like things are just working out. That's the look we see on your face right now. Well, um, let me talk both about this experience when he he chose to unschool himself. He, he, he basically said, I will never set foot on that campus again. How old was he? Uh, I'm thinking he was about 15. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. sophomore in high yes, school. Yeah, exactly. Um, he didn't go back after the end of first quarter. Um, and I did learn ultimately that he was being bullied. And when we worked with the school, there was nothing in any of their assessments that actually asked him if he was being bullied. So it got wow. skipped entirely. Um, but on a drive to, uh, it was an eight hour drive for a family uh, a reunion pre-COVID. And he had, what I learned, and that was probably six months into uh, his unschooling period, right when he was going to go back to a private school um, with a very different um, uh, educational approach. Uh, he spent the almost the entire drive telling me his worldview with politics from everything he had learned from reading every major national newspaper, listening to YouTube videos of political pundits. And he just walked me through his worldview and it was really complex and sophisticated. So uh, uh, there was a, I don't know if you've ever heard this, nature abhors a vacuum. When kids yeah. aren't in school, there's, there's an emotional high that comes from learning a fact and they will seek out that pleasure of their own um, when left to their own devices. Mm -hmm. And now that my son's taking a gap year and he wants to go into investment, um, he's part of the whole Robin Hood GameStop <gasps> thing. And he's made like 400% return. Whoa. <laughs> and, what know, an he, amazing time to be a young person <laughs> who's interested in business and investing anyway. Because there's not a lot of jobs for boys. Um, even pre-COVID. So, you know, all the you know, lawn mowing and things that boys used to do, they're, they're not there anymore. And so he's always been entrepreneurial and now it's paying off, which is a good thing because there was actually a penalty for switching over to a gap year after two weeks. So good for him. <laughs> wow. Wow. You, you guys, again, you can't see us as we're recording, but Janet, I know you saw, like I was nodding my head so hard as Petrina's mm -hmm. talking about nature abhorring a vacuum and the pure joy that can result when kids have this space to just explore their own interests. And it's not at all surprising to me that it was six months in when you finally started hearing all of this because it takes time for kids to get out of this, the school mindset uh, to move past some of the pain and hurt that that has caused to them. 
it happened for my kids. It happened for your son. We can't guarantee that every family will have the same experience. But I think what we can definitively say is that if school is hurting your kid, emotionally or physically, make a change because staying is far more likely to be harmful than not making a change. What is the demographic of your users? What ages are most engaged with this app? One of the things that we wanted to do was do a pilot to make sure that we had developed something that kids would want to use and and also more importantly, that it was effective. And, um, And so we did uh, direct-to-consumer advertising on social media channels. Uh, and we tried several of them, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And oddly enough, Instagram was the most productive uh, channel for us to find users for the pilot. And over 2,800 kids downloaded and used the app during that pilot. Even though we'll get a little bit of criticism, criticism from adults that our, our graphics are too childish, the age group uh, or age range that um, were most likely to download the app were between 14 to 16. And if you think about it, it's not that surprising. Their puberty has hit, they're transitioning from middle school to high school. It's a big period of upheaval at a point in time when kids are um, starting to think more and more for themselves as they, you know, separate and prepare for adulthood. That made a lot of sense in terms of who are the users and it also proves some of the, the critics completely wrong that it was too juvenile. We have cartoon characters, but the features of the app and especially the gameplay are actually fairly sophisticated. And, and so that pulls them in. But one of the things I'd like to jump ahead and share with you is that we completed analysis of um, the users and um, what they got out of it. And what we learned that Um, If kids used it uh, on an average of 10 times over whatever period, you know, was necessary for them, it could have been several times a week, several times a month, or or just several times a year, we saw statistically significant improvement in their MIOK score, which is our internally developed uh, yardstick, if you will, on how they're doing based on sentiment analysis um, so not like more traditional assessments that are tend to be fairly deficit focused and pathology focused. We're scoring from plus 100 to minus 100 on what they're sharing. And so we saw uh, an uptick uh, in how they were feeling according to the MIOK score as a result. But here's the part that is the most fun and cracks me up. The boys got there in six visits. The girls took 12. oh interesting there is so much hope here as parents um teachers it is easy to fall into concern and fear janet we talk about that so often um and you're telling us first of all that um the boys who use this app generally end up doing better that they're engaged with the app um, you have mentioned a couple times that you encourage boys and help support them to acknowledge their strengths and what is going well as well. We adults forget to do that for our kids sometimes. And then you have this personal experience to say, yeah, we went through some really tough stuff and it is okay. 
This is another tool to help our boys learn how, and girls, I know girls can use it as well, to develop the skills to deal with, frankly, the crap that life throws at all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed with the depth mm-hmm. of research that's behind this, of, you know, just thinking Science. through all these many different aspects and no wonder your son is an entrepreneur because Katrina, (laughs) what a model you have. uh, I thought the same thing as you were talking. I'm like, Hmm, this makes the acorn doesn't fall far from the app, (laughs) Katrina. Thank you for that. Yeah. So how can our listeners access more information? Find, I'm sure the app is in all the app stores that live on the planet, but um, tell us more about how they can connect with you and with the app. I will. And let me also share that um, one of the things that we were encouraged to do was to add a category for children who were starting to uh, question their gender identity. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And so we have that. And one of the things that we learned is they are scared to death to talk to their parents about it. Mm-hmm. And so Cabro ended up being a safe place for them to express those fears. And, uh, and again, because we set the right tone um, with the uh, my tribe peer support, all very comforting, reassuring uh, support <sighs> from the other users. So it's a safe place to get validated. We are available in the uh, Apple Store and the Google Play Store. I'm thinking that it might work out best if a lot of us share this episode, say, with our schools, because then the school can share this as a tool with our boys instead of, you know, me saying, hey, Sam, why don't you download this app so you can deal with your feelings, which... (laughs) Listeners, if you do that and it works, let us know, but (laughs) that's probably not your most likely avenue of success. I think that's a great suggestion is to share this information with the larger organizations that have an influence with your kids. Absolutely. And Petrina, thank you so much for this valuable resource. This is, we need more attention on these matters and to have a place for our boys, especially to be able to go and feel safe in sharing their feelings. Oh, so powerful. You're changing the world. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for joining us at On Boys. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. And don't forget, check out the Solution Center with Amy Lang of Birds and Bees and Kids. That's birdsandbeesandkids.com and we'll talk to you next week. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.